this episode, I promise you, will be out. I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna put myself under the microphone here and say tomorrow morning. So Thursday morning for those uh, in Australia, it will be out. I know there's a few listeners, Bob from Brussels, but this is gonna be out, Hixie. We're back, mate. Thanks for joining us again. No worries, mate. Um, look forward to listening to the right one tomorrow morning. Yeah, I know. <laughs> like, I, like I said to you, though, at least a few people are listening. Uh, was actually at work and had about 20 messages saying, you've uploaded the podcast from two weeks ago. So uh, we might need a new tech guy. So if anyone's interested in being a tech guy, just let us know. But anyway, enough about me. What's up with you? Not much really, mate. Um, didn't do too much over the weekend except just had a wedding. So um, that was good fun. Caught up with Bronny. He was down for the wedding. Um, and, yeah, watched the Pies game on the way there. I was just telling you on the way there, we're going out. It's probably an hour trip out to the wedding and it kept cutting in and out. So I was a bit nervous, but yeah, good to get the chockies done against Port Adelaide, the Mighty Pies. Um, not much else over the weekend, really. Sunday hungover as, so I didn't get up to much. Um, but yeah, what about you? Uh, not much for me. Just worked over the weekend, got a few things done, but had basketball uh, Monday night. Been a while. The boys had forfeited a couple of games. I was I threw a few fines out there. Five dollar fines, boys. Come on, let's lift. I said, "You've all got to lift here." And then come Monday night, I was the only one that didn't lift. Um, I was terrible. Oh, I, no. That's I not like you either. Could have built a house. <laughs> could have built a house with that many bricks I throw up, I reckon. But, nah, Trally, uh, I'm sure he listens to the podcast as well. He held us in good stead. We had a huge comeback. We were down by like 20-something points at halftime. Come storming back into five points and uh, ended up getting blown out at the end. But, no, nah, it's, it's been good fun, mate. But episode 52 today, there's a lot of sports to cover at the moment. And you're not too far away off playing footy. How's that looking? Yeah, good. So this is uh, coming weekend, our last weekend off before we rip into the footy season. So I'll um, enjoy this weekend because I'll be uh, pretty busy after that. I look forward to it, mate. So let's do a round-the-world trip at the moment. We've got the Masters starting on the 6th of April, as you told me last week. Who's your man? Who who are you looking at? Um, I said last week Cam Smith, the Australian, and I'm just going to follow on from that, go back to the Australian there. But... Wouldn't mind seeing Tiger Woods go back to his old form and uh, tear the place apart as a past winner. At an undisclosed betting agency, he's at 51 smackaroos. So I do not mind that at all. Cam Smith's in the 20s, I think yeah, he is. Just over, yeah, 21, I think so. 21. Uh, for me, you got Rory McIlroy and Scotty Scheffler, $7.50, $8.50 apiece. Mm-hmm. They're obviously your favourites and deservingly so. Um, Colin Morikawa, my man, at $23. Just a couple of shillings on him. I've got a really good feeling. I'm going to go out there. Um, I'm going to put. I'm going to put a bit of money on him. I'm pretty confident. Is there you go. He'll um he'll have a nice uh, trip out there. But I wonder if Tiger Woods, how long he'll play for, and if he gets to play with his son at the Masters, wouldn't that be like unreal? Going head to head. When you brought up Tiger Woods just off air before when we were talking about through the run sheet, I wanted to say to you, have you seen that video where that guy goes, "Hey Tiger, this bloke put seventy thousand dollars on you to win the Masters next week. What do you reckon?" And it's like mid-swing, he goes, it's a pretty fucking good bet, I reckon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, geez, that's confidence, isn't it? Yeah, it's unbelievable. He would have backed up too. Yeah, he probably did. I reckon he did win it. But it uh, won't be long. He doesn't have long left. No, nah, I don't think so. We've said it for a while, but. Yeah, probably a lot on his body as well. Um, playing for him. Well, he's been playing since, what, he was 16, 15? Yeah. So, and he's had a few injuries along the way. But, yeah, he'll probably make way and we'll just watch his son do the exact same thing he did probably because. There's a few videos out there and they had the exact same swing and everything, even the club twirl and all that. So yeah, he's been brought up with a golf ball and a golf um, club in his hand since he's been born. So, yeah, he'll be not as good. Well, who knows? He could be better than his dad. That would be unreal. 
Oh, I imagine that. I know. I probably know the answer to this. Um, in terms of going to watch a sporting event, would you rather go watch the Masters? Obviously, pristine is what it is. Or like say, like Phoenix Waste Open, where it's just hell for leather, party central. Get into it. Uh, probably Phoenix Open. I love a good time. Really? So, yeah. I was. I thought you'd just say the Masters are traditionalist, but I like it. Yeah. I'd, if I was at the Masters and had a couple of beers, I'd probably want to carry on like the Phoenix Open and get kicked out anyway. So yeah, skull drag. Yeah, yeah my sixteenth. Well. So it's like that bloke he ran onto the Phoenix Open sixteenth, jumped in the pond and stuff, and in the lake, and I'd probably be that person. Yeah. Well, uh, working in the wastewater industry myself. Probably wouldn't be jumping in those lakes <laughs> at this stage. <laughs> it's probably coming straight from the portaloos that are at the back. But oh. but yeah, no, I've never actually gone and watched um, golf. No, neither have I. Live, but it looks pretty fun just like, yeah, you see them it's on the bucket dawn least. comes and they just run out and try and get the best seat in the house. But I don't know where the best seat in the house would be. Would you would rather be at the tee off or? Well, they've got that party hole at Phoenix. Yeah, that's but... only part three, so you can kind of see everything. Um, in terms of just golf in general, you'd nearly just f- follow the follow it al- yeah. along the course, see who you got to see. Like I know the crowd with Tiger Woods and your main plays is probably going to be hard to watch, so you'd probably just walk around, see what you can yeah. find, jump in everywhere, and see what you can find. But yeah, the SC tour guides just giving exactly out a bit right. of advice. Jeez. But I, I would love to go to an event. Hopefully, in the next twelve months, would be really good. I think the lives come to Adelaide as well. It is. Yeah, it so. is. It's. I think it's two or three weeks away. So. Ooh. The last sea trip could be on the cards. Your shit. Hey, boys, quit your jobs. Let's go across. <laughs> That'd be all right. Um, and we've also got the F1 that is um, starting on Friday, going through till Sunday with the main event. Uh, my younger brother is actually working on the track at the moment, doing some sign work, and he took a photo of the grid. Um, there's no point in it's through audio, so people <laughs> aren't going to understand. But it basically looks down from where the pit stops are, but you also see down to where the finish line is. Five grand a ticket, he said it were. Jeez. Oh, yeah. That'd be nice, wouldn't it? That's not cheap. Nah, not at all. Five grand. I've never, like, that's Super Bowl stuff. Yeah. It can't be. Well, they go pretty quick, so you can hardly see them when they go past. I remember I went when I was really young and, yeah, you got a sore neck from just, just neck snapping every time they come past. But if you're at the end um, near the grid, I guess you can jump on when they win and get splashed by the champagne. But, yeah, five grand, jeez. Well, speaking of, I've never been to... I've never been to the F1s. We went to go to when the Red Hot Chili Peppers come to Australia a couple of years ago. We went to go see the supercars. Well, when we the Red Hot Chili Peppers played straight after the supercars. So you got a free ticket into the supercars and then Red Hot Chili Peppers oh, played yeah. afterwards. Yeah. And, yeah, we had a few sherbets the night before and the boys were like, oh, stuff that. Well, we want to go watch the supercars. That's going to be shit as. <laughs> so, anyway, we stayed at the pub all day. And, anyway, you can hear the cars from obviously, I don't know, probably five, ten kilometres away, yeah. and we walk across um, and the boys are going, oh, fuck this. We get across in there and then we hear this one car come past, vroom, as we're in there and we're sitting there and the boys are like, fuck, this is unreal. Can't wait to watch the finish. <laughs> Turns out that was the final car that was running on, on the track for the whole day. I was like, we could have been here four hours ago. but You saw one car at least. Uh, yeah, but I wouldn't be forking out five grand anytime soon, I don't no, think. No way. Um, and I'm not going to ask for your favourite either because I think we've got no idea. Nah, Oscar Piastri. The Australian. He's Australian, so yeah, just it, back in the Aussies, I reckon. Finished 15th in the, the first race. I do know that much. Um, but you, you'd think you think your natives um, from the track and Lewis Hamilton, that are probably a chance to win it. Yeah, or um, Shed's favourite, George Russell. I think yeah, he, Shed's he, got him to take out the um, championship, so it's good. 
go a long way to doing that. Verstappen will be up there as well. Cricket, IPL, has the auction happened yet? Yeah, so uh, round one or the first games are starting this Saturday. Um, and I think there's a few, fair few Australians in there um, headlined by Cam Green. Yeah, right. I think he, oh, three-something million he went for. Yeah, ridiculous money. So, um, yeah, that all kicks off this sad day. And your Kolkata Knight Riders? Yep. Yeah. How are they looking? Uh, yeah, pretty good, <laughs> mate. It's it's about the team chemistry. It's not about, like, in particular players. Yep, that's fair we don't, we don't like to get into the nooks and crannies of who's actually there. It's just more, yeah, the feel of how the team's going. And I'm pretty confident, yeah. That's yeah, the best rap you'll get about it, I reckon. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> but India's got a lot on. I think they've got the um, World Cup, one-day World Cup in seven months or something as well. So it's all happening over there. Cricket's got tournaments coming out of its oh, ass. it's ridiculous, actually. At the moment. Did you see that game the other day, Windies versus South Africa? No, I T20? didn't. The highest um, international uh, chase in history ever. I think they made – I've got it written here. They make – Windies made 258. In a 2020, and South Africa chased them down with an over to spare. You're kidding. Ridiculous. So, you, the third um, one day international between Australia and India last week, Australia got bowled out for 269 in 50 overs, and they made nearly that in 20 overs. Tell you what, this is huge research from you. <laughs> Ridiculous. I'm sick of carrying the boys from time to time. I haven't even heard this story yet, so I'm pretty happy with that. It's pretty easy to search Fox Footy or something like yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. Fox, Fox Sports, sorry. Yeah, uh, that's true. <laughs> That is true, but that's unreal to watch. Uh, so hopefully, there's a few yeah high scores in the IPL because they go off over there, don't they? Did you see um, this week the Herald Sun had might have been last week the Herald Sun had their top fifty marketable yes. sportsmen yep. in the country, and Pat Cummins was number, number one. one. Yeah. Uh, the more I think about it, I was thinking, oh, like what about Ben Simmons or probably not yeah. Ben Simmons as he'll get into the <laughs> votes later on if you hang around for that, but. You got to think about it. Obviously, India have a massive following yep. with who they've got. Probably does make sense in the end. Yeah, for sure. And they do go around to a lot of different countries and play as well, and probably looked up to from people from other countries as well, not just Australia. And yeah, he's he's just a pretty boy who's captain, and yeah, he's very marketable. I heard he's coming on for the hundredth. Is that true? Oh, we've got a few people coming on for the hundredth. I reckon. <laughs> yeah. Everyone we talk about's coming on. Yeah, it's sort of like a guest list. We're going to be like, ah, oh, sorry, mate. We're busy we get tonight. One. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We'll hope we get one. Oh, Toby. But uh, how are your horses going? You had a few tips last week, and, and then I get a text message. <laughs> I get a text message from you. I reckon twenty four hours or forty eight hours later, scratched, scratched. Yeah, would have won too. Actually, they were saying. Yeah, yeah, we shit it in, but yeah, it got scratched. So that's a bit unlucky. But I gave you another tip, and that ran second. So yeah, can't win them all. I should have said place at the end, but. Bonus bet, Hicks. Yeah, but there was yeah, there was a few good wins on the weekend. Um, the favourite Cascadian won the Australian Cup. Been around for a while, that horse. So, and then um, Prowess won the Vinery Stud Stakes over at Rose Hill, and then yeah, while well, the Tancred Stakes that I said, um, Arapeo, Arapeo, how you say that? Fifteen Schmackers was pain. Yeah, so um, there was a few good wins there, and my tips yeah didn't get up, and I didn't actually I didn't put too many bets on on the weekend, but. I think they all lost, so it's not too good. There's races on at Sandia now. I just got a message. <laughs> no shit. <laughs> I just got a message, so we might put a live bet on uh, on air and see how it goes. Well, if you while you're doing that, I'll um, look forward to this week's race because down at Randwick, they got four Group Ones. Um, huge day of racing on Saturday. Uh, combined ten million dollars um, prize money up for those four races. You've got the uh, Doncaster Mile, 
uh, TJ Smith Stakes, Australian Derby, and the English Size. So if you haven't seen a TJ Smith race, there is three races that you should go and look at. It's the 2015, 2016, 2017 race of the TJ Smith, Chautauqua. Absolute best races. Comes from the car park and wins each time, and they're just the best races. Commentators just going off like, can he do it? Chautauqua, he's flying. <laughs> Yes! Their voice is unbelievable. And that was spot on, I reckon. You nailed that. You're pretty happy with it. I like it. So, yeah, big um, big weekend of racing there. Uh, I'll throw some tips out and hopefully they don't get all scratched. But um, in the TJ, um, Giga Kick is the fave there at 420 and Nature Strip's going for four in a row. So <laughs> Nature Strip's a hard horse to bet on sometimes because, yeah, I think we've loaded up a few times when he should have won but uh, didn't get the chockies. But my tip's private eye. I've had a black book, so I must have done me wonders in the past. <laughs> so hopefully that one gets up. And then for the Doncaster Mile, you can make some money here. Um, there's a lot of horses that are over the $10. Get your notepads out, by the way. If you're driving, just put the blinker on, pull <laughs> just over. Stop. Hicksie's, got, Hicksie's got a few good tips here, and he's been all right recently. So follow it with good caution, and we'll see how we go next week. Yeah, so just on the Doncaster, um, I said, yeah, a bit of money because there's a few horses over that $10. The favourite's the um, winner of the All-Star, Mr. Brightside at 5.50. But the horse I'm going to go with is Fangirl, Chris Waller trained. Good horse. Paying uh, just under $10, I think $9.50. So load up on that. And if it all goes to shit, I've got a horse at $16 in the, the Australian Derby. And I've gone for, I need a bit of this as well, Stroke of Luck it's called. Back the truck up. Exactly right. So um, the favourite there is Sharp and Smart at 3.30. But there's huge odds in that um, race. It's like that race, the last one that you want to bet on. You, you're down all your money and there's a $31 horse and you're like, oh, just, just five bucks on that. Gets up and you boys, I'm back. Yeah, <laughs> I'm back to even, boys. Yeah, even, yeah, Still down by 50 bucks. So, yeah, that's my tips for the weekend. Um, I think that's all I had. Yeah, so hopefully one of them gets up and, yeah. Swoops Scoops is coming up next as well with a bit of a netball. I don't know if it's a scandal. I actually have no idea because Higgsy's told me nothing and I like it that way. But um, just before we cut to a break, we're going to be getting on Sandown at race five on a Wednesday. Number 15, Volpe Rizoraza. Oh, good. Good horse. Good horse, mm. yes. And we're going to put $10 on it at $14. Beautiful. Um, and we might even live watch it and see how it goes <laughs> when it comes it. up. But we'll go to a break for now and uh, can't wait for Swoops Scoop. What do you got for me, mate? Huge. Uh, no, just on Sunday I was watching a bit of the uh, Super Netball um, my partner was watching it and a bit of a controversial end. It's a tight game. Collingwood Magpies versus the Melbourne Vixens, the two Melbourne teams, uh, the Derby. Derby. You're a Magpies fan, by the way? Yeah, I am. Yeah. Yep. Been to a few games, actually. I actually like going to it. They're bloody good, um, quick athletes. They've, they're fucking unreal, eh? Supreme. Supreme. <laughs> Jeez. Supreme. Bit of a sublime and supreme. White claws going to my head. He's <laughs> 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 Yeah, so um, – a tight game. Vixens end up winning 62 to 61. But towards the end, they got two center passes in a row. So you know how normally it alternates after each goal and start of every quarter? Yeah, so they got two center passes in a row and scored from both of them. And the Magpies coach was going off. Not happy on the sideline, standing up next to the umpire, going off her head. And um, yeah, it's a 
I think Netball Victoria has kept the same result, but yeah, Magpie fans aren't happy with it. How did you say it from your end? Nah, bullshit. Yeah. Don't know much, but should have been should <laughs> have been Magpies win. <laughs> wasn't happy with it. Nah, sort of like the three A North finish. Just. Yeah, there's a few umpiring calls. Eh? I hate to be an umpire. Nah, yeah, you're not going to be a fan. The umpires weren't a fan of me uh, on Monday Night Basketball either. But <laughs> moving on from that as well, was there anything else from the netball that caught your eye? Uh, no, not really. It hasn't really caught my eye. Um, but I think we should get a netball on because I reckon they're yeah, bloody oath. yeah, bloody they're supreme athletes who have um who just works that hard up and down. It's a lot, it's a lot different to footy where you're running around. Very stop start. Yeah, stop start, and they're just so quick and move the ball so quick. Um, but yeah, I reckon we're getting them on for the hundredth episode with everyone else. Yeah, exactly yeah. right. Yep, I'm just trying to book them out at the moment now. Obviously, got the notepad out, so. Um, whoever gets in will get in for the hundredth episode. So stick around for the next year, and you'll find out. <laughs> um, NBA at the moment, there's plenty to plenty to not watch, to be honest. And I'm not being a knock on sports. It's just that plateau period where teams that aren't in the playoffs are resting players. Like Damian Lillard's one of them. Ben Simmons is another one of them. Um, just blokes like that. But I'm going to go with. Just to sort of sum up the NBA, because we do chat about it a fair bit, I'm going to go with um, my team of the week in the NBA Yep. and my week of the week. Your week of the week? Yes. So, okay, here we go. So my team of the week is going to be the Pelicans. Yes, they have just lost um, at the time of recording to the Warriors, <laughs> but they won five in a row before that, really starting to gel together now and um, had a little bit more depth than I thought, so well done to them. And um, as discussed on another podcast that I was on, the Miami lukewarm or the Miami heat as they're previously known as because they have been cold. No good. No good. Um, Whoever is the manager there, I have no idea who it is. I reckon he should get a bit of TNT and stick it in and just blow (laughs) up the joint because they're a rabble. Jimmy Butler is their only good player. There's just no depth there at the moment and – they're in no man's land, sort of. They're sitting in the middle of the tier and then they're not going to win the championship. They're not going to get a good draft pick. They've got a heap of good players like Bundelari and all that, but for me, blow it up, no good. What do they need then? Like do they get rid of their players? Do they bring in some young talent? Do they what, get some well, high-end talent? I might be quoting the famous Cody Vincitorio here, but they've got a heap of B-graders. Yep. Heap of B graders and they're just not going to get it done. And they're at that stage of their career where they're not going to – they've reached their sort of ceiling. You got They brought in that Kevin Love who hasn't really worked out for him. Bundelari as well. His ass couldn't fit through the stadium, so he misses half his games. Tyler Hero, very hit and miss, got a rap song made about him. But, yeah, they're just, they're just sitting in no man's land like I stated earlier. So might even be a Bermuda Triangle type team. There you go. Jeez. There's my whack for today. Your week of the week. Week of the week. So um, lift your game, Miami Heat. I'm sure you're listening. Um, yeah, and that's enough for the NBA. We've had the soccer and the EPL in particular, obviously, has had a break with the international friendlies. Australia last night played Ecuador. Kick the first goal and you go, we're going to win the next World Cup. Get done 2-1. Um, they, they seized the penalty um, made the op- most of their opportunities and uh, a lot of juniors played for Australia and I think Ecuador, to be fair. And friendlies, I don't know, they, they play them so much, it's just ridiculous. Um, but 
Yeah, so West Ham's still absolutely butchering it down at the bottom there. Yeah, they're still in relegation, so uh, who knows where they They'll probably be playing the GV Suns or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, geez, that's got me. Um, anything else? Any other sports around the world you want to get into? No, I think we've covered most of it. Um, we always rip into the AFL and we do that well, so I'm happy to go straight into that if you want to go straight into that, unless you've got something you want to touch on. Well, I will touch on the NRL in the last week um, before we get into the True. to the AFL. So the Broncos are still undefeated on the top, and they had a really close finish against the Nomad Dolphins last Dolphin. week. First loss in finance, uh, franchise history. Yeah, the so they're probably going to have to fold now after that. <laughs> but now the Broncos, it went down to the end. The Dolphins had a chance to score a try. I think it was the 78th minute mark, and this is right on their line. And... Can't remember the player's name. That's escaped me. My apologies. I think it was Staggs that plays for the Broncos. It was Staggs. And he's charged the ball up the other end of the field and got the W for the Broncos. So they were a bit of a laughing stock probably two or three years ago. Bottom of the ladder, like for a – they're a big branded club, mm. obviously the Brisbane Broncos. And to be undefeated after four rounds, they're looking quite good. Melbourne Storm had a big win. They needed it because they were, they were going to be in the firing line if they didn't. Um, See, Sharks slayed the Dragons pretty badly. Yes, they did. Uh, tell you what, Nico Hines is ripped. I don't know if you've seen <laughs> photos of him or anything, but he's a hunk of spunk. He won the Dally M, was it? Yes, last he year? did. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So, yeah, they've come back into form. Um, the Rabbitohs had a really close win over the Manly Sea Eagles. Um, and my Cowboys got the W as well. The Chockeys so, done well. Uh, that's enough about the NRL. Good on you, boys. Love to see what you're about, but um, let's get back in the time machine and go back to Thursday night last week for the AFL. Here we go. Ixie, you want to kick it off, mate? Yes. so Thursday night uh, was Carlton versus Geelong at the MCG, and Carlton got the Chockeys by eight points over Geelong, which I'd love to see. Geelong 0-2, the first time Premier's been 0-2 since 2009, I think. Yep, Hawks. Yeah, Hawks. So, um it was a shootout between the two key forwards for both teams. Jeremy Cameron kicked six and Charlie Kerno kicked five. Cameron had uh, 25 touches to go with that as well. Enormous. Enormous. He's, he's I don't know, he's, he's a full forward, big full forward, but he just roams the ground so well. Like, it's all lanky and, yeah, just gets around. He's got a nice kick on him too. But the man we want to talk about is an owies up. He owies. He's the man, isn't he? Kick first goal, did he? I don't know. No, he, he, kicked, he kicked three. I know yeah, he that. Kicked, he kicked three, but oh, the man was on fire. So I reckon my inbox is more on fire. <laughs> Every time. Owies. We said he's the multi-killer. He might be the multi-saviour at this stage. Anytime. Owies. Ooh. Thought he was in and out of the team, but owies. Yes, he's cemented a spot now, the big fella. So I think that might be um, a weekly thing, getting owies update. I'll tell you what, though, as well. I've been on the phone to Chemist Warehouse all day today. Where's this going? Boys, send some stock down. They said, we can't send that much stock down. I said, you need to get some Barocca down to GMHBA Stadium because the boys are hungover. <laughs> the boys are hungover. Yes, they are. The cats are in strife. And I'm calling it early. It's two rounds in. What are they doing? I'm not I'm not happy with them. No. I, I am fearful they miss the eight. That's, wow, how, big, that's how big I'm going. Jeez. Because they they've dropped off in the midfield. Dangerfield doesn't look the same. Yeah. 
Um, Cameron obviously has been really good. Hawkins laboring a bit by the looks of it. We spoke about it last week. Obviously, Tom Stewart out as well for a little bit. Jeremy Cameron, he looked a bit injured. He's doubtful for this week yeah, um, by I all reports so. from you swoop scoops over there. But I, I don't know. I'm just I'm not a fan of him this. And the, against the Gold Coast, if they lose this week, Huge. 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 So, but, um, it could be the old too, too old, too slow coming back to bite them, I reckon. Yeah. Just can't recover after a big night like me on Saturday night. <laughs> <laughs> exactly right. You might have to give them a few tips, I think. But, but top, their top four out of five um, disposal getters are all the you know older players. Your, your Isaac Smiths, your Dangerfield, your Cam Guthrie's. Cameron was up there. He's not one of the older ones. But, um, yeah, who knows what's going to happen with them. But onto the Blues, um, they looked good. Um, just snuck away with this one and what they had to draw round one. So they have been close games, but um, Patrick Cripps, 27. Uh, Blake Akers has been good coming across. He has. He 26. Has. And um, Adam Saad, his disposals are unreal. Like his little – takes three, four bounces and then just does a little, little chip kick and or just runs and bombs it. Like his skills are unreal. And it's he's been doing well because I think it's Ramadan at the moment. Yeah. So he wouldn't be eating during the day. So he's probably enjoying these night games. Um, so he can get some, yeah, a bit of dinner in before he plays. One big knock on him was his disposal. Like he'd just, he'd do that dash, but then he'd just sort of bomb it long. And then you've also, like, he wasn't known as being on his man. He was just more looking for that yeah. free space. But uh, he's been awesome. So we'll go across to the next game. Apparently the lights went out for this game. Did you say that? Ridiculous. Hey. Couldn't believe it. Um, two weeks in a row, Brisbane couldn't get power. <laughs> that is that is porridge, <laughs> but I love it. Um, what are your thoughts, um, first and foremost, on returning to the game with only 10 minutes to go? There's been a bit of spe- speculation about it. Us in the GV, obviously, we've got high, high opinions. What are your thoughts? Um, how long did they have off? Was it 40 minutes, 60 minutes, something like that? Or was it yeah, I think it was 45 that? in the end. Yeah, look – yeah, I'm actually not too sure about that. Obviously, you want to finish the game out, but there's a risk of um, soft tissue injuries and stuff from cooling down and having to go back out and um, finish the game. And if Melbourne had won this, because Brisbane were up by 40 points, I think, when the lights went out. So Melbourne came back and um, only lost by 11. If they had a won, you know, they could have, Brisbane could have, yeah, used that against them and said, yeah, why are we coming back out, um, blah, blah, blah. But, yeah, I don't know. It's an interesting one. Yeah, you want to finish the game, but... Yep. No, I like it. What, what are your thoughts? Um, I think there's got to be a cutoff period if something does happen. Mm-hmm. If um, So it's – and may, maybe even a uh, margin that they're up by. So not like a mercy rule, but I guess say yeah. it's – yeah, Duckworth-Lewis sort of rule. If you're up by this much with this much to go, it might be the Lee Matthews rule if you're up by, you know, it's yeah, yeah. a goal a, a, goal a minute or yeah. whatever whatever it might be in something um, of natural disasters or something like that happens. Maybe that's the case, but that's for bigger fish to fry than us, I guess. Yeah, on, on to the smarter people, that uh, question there, I reckon. The, uh, the big ball winners there, um, Clayton Oliver, 37, and one had a huge game there. And Will Ashcroft, who got the rising star, had 31 and one. He had a heap of contested possessions mm. as well. So um, he was always going to get a nomination and to get it in round two. And I think the theme is with these young kids coming in, they're coming in and making an impact straight away. Like you see um, Sheasel the Cheezel from North first game, coming in having 30. Nick Dacos as well with what he's doing. Um, 
these young kids are ready-made as soon as they get onto lists. They're not waiting for years until they have to play their first game, which is, um, yeah, it's good to see. It's, yeah, good pathways, I think. No, I agree. Uh, Lockie Neal, 27, um, Brayshaw, 27. So your usual uh, people getting touches there. And just a goal kicker, Joe Danaher. Who? The best bloke to leave Essendon. Kicked four snags. Yep, he did. Um, he's good when he's on. Um, if you can keep that form up, that'll help um, Brisbane go a long way this year. And Dane Zorko was back to his best, missed the first game. Um, he had two two goals and 22 touches, and yeah, he looked really good. And I'm saying that because he's in my Supercoach team and got me 138. Yeah. There's a bit of a carousel with a few teams at the moment. Port, you don't know what you're getting. Obviously, had a great win against Brisbane first yeah. round. Then gets smoked, which we'll get into for the next game. Should have been a great segue there, but I fucked it up. <laughs> um, and then you've also got Bruce, uh, yeah, Brisbane, I guess, as well against Port Adelaide last mm-hmm. week. But going into Port Adelaide on the Saturday, done well. Um, how, how did you, how did you see it from the lounge room, from the wedding? Where were you? I was on the bus to the wedding for the first bit of it, and then obviously I had to turn the phones off for the wedding. Um, Charlie and Lana, beautiful wedding, but I want to watch the footy a little bit. As if you didn't have the earpiece in just sitting there listening. So it was funny because I was standing behind Bronson and um, as the wedding was going on and once they finished and they walked down the aisle and stuff, Bronson straight out phone and I was huddled around, what's the score, what's the score? And 60 points or whatever it was, so I could relax after that. But, yeah, I was a bit surprised um, with Port Adelaide actually. Um, Coming across to Melbourne, playing away from home, um, after a big win last week against Brisbane, where everyone thought it was going to be obviously the top, um, they, yeah, they didn't really show much. Um, 71 points. Uh, I don't know if that was Port being shit or Collingwood being good. What did you think? I think Collingwood were really good. I think it was a mixture of both. Yeah, They got smashed in clearances, which is something that Collingwood's improved on. And obviously Tom Mitchell's a massive part in that. Taylor Adams is back to form. Yeah, I think um, he kicked two snags as well. So. Yeah, he had a bit of a knock on him for disposal in the way that but he sort of is knowing his role within the team. Yep. And, yeah, obviously Collingwood's was looking really good. It's early early stages, but you got to love what you're seeing. And um, I think they spoke about it on, on the couch the other night that you love you hate Collingwood, but you love the way that they play. Yeah, yeah. And I think that stems from the coach, um, McRae. As soon as he came in, I don't know what he's done, how he's gone about it, but it just looks like they're all enjoying their footy and enjoy playing together. Yeah, and it's a really even spread between the whole team. But I could talk about Collingwood for the whole time, but we can probably move on because yeah, I'm getting very excited. No, it's it's worth a mention, and someone that I lit the boys off for all the time, Darcy Cameron, best contested mark in the AFL. <laughs> Darcy Cameron, oh, he's better than Sam Draper. Probably true. All these <laughs> things are probably true, but uh, he he's stepped up, and I didn't think he had it within him when he came yeah. across from Sydney. Um, but I think. That Grundy trade, uh, again, very early days, but it's looking pretty good. I think it's worked for both teams, obviously. Um, we didn't touch on as we do, but we didn't about Gorn going down um, in the Friday night game. But, yeah, the trades work well for both of them in there's hindsight. No, yeah, there's no reason it can't be a win-win for both. Yeah, and I think that's what was probably the best thing for Darcy Cameron and his football that Grundy did go down last year. So he had to take that number one mantle as the ruck, and, yeah, he's just carried it on and um, – yeah, it's good to see because yeah, he can take a clunk when he wants to. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. The next game after that, Adelaide Richmond, and I watched this with a close eye. I watched the whole game. Jeez, and Richmond early days were were very impressive. Where they looked really good, they 
cut them apart in the midfield and generally just controlled the ball well, not to get into my uh, analytics too much. But, yeah, they basically they hosted possession really well. But Adelaide fought back well, which they have done. But Adelaide's issue at the moment, as a lot of people would know, especially people that watch that game, is they were flying for about probably a quarter and a half. Adelaide comes storming home and yeah. Josh Rochelle looked unbelievable. He was the one that did it. And he kicked a couple of goals in that period, but not – that wasn't what it was. He he did that 45 into the midfield, got the ball rolling, and when they were moving, they looked really, really good. Fogarty was good. Um, even Tex Walker, he missed a couple of ones that he should have kicked but ended up, I think he kicked one or maybe two. Yeah, two. Two, um, three, actually, yeah. So. But for me, Richmond did what they had to do. Um, but Adelaide, even though they're zero and two, there's still some really positive signs, and I wouldn't be surprised if they take a b- couple of big scalps this year. Yeah, because I think Richmond were up by 40-odd or something. We were um, at the wedding just checking the scores and everything. Yeah, they did come back. and Yeah, I think they will take a few scalps. They're moving in the right direction. Um, Rory Laird, 39 touches. He's just yeah. an absolute pig. Um, but it's been good that Adelaide uh, did rough them up a bit because Collingwood's got them Friday night and there's a few out. So I'm pretty happy they came back hard and hit them hard. Absolutely. Strolling on into Saturday night's game, there's only one word for the Bulldogs at the moment. Gut. For me. Yeah, for you. I could name a fair few, but yeah. Give me one I'll, and I'll give you mine. Shit. Yeah, I'm going to go with gutless. <laughs> um, oh, I, I, I only had one word and now I'm lost for words. Just but, be careful what you say. Old uh, Scotty might not be too happy with you. Yeah, he might not. <laughs> but um, I love you, Scotty, mate, but your Bulldogs are just no good, mate. At, at this stage in time, they've got their dynamics completely wrong in terms of you've got a potential of five tall forwards against a depleted St Kilda. Who don't really have forwards at the moment. Yes, exactly right. Um, and oh, they just look miles off it. I think I think they are in genuine strife. Mm-hmm. Um, like, and I don't know how you can do so. Like, they've obviously got a, a pretty average back line. Yep. Their midfield, you've got Smith, McRae, Trelaw, Bontempelli. Am I missing anyone? Uh, there's Yeah, I think that's the Libertore. Libertore Caleb as well. Daniel can go through there. But, yeah, their team is pretty stacked through the midfield and forward, like you said. They're giving shades of, and again, it's only two rounds in, they're giving shades of West Coast in terms of how West Coast have Kelly, Gaff, Hearn. Um, Chewy. Chewy, yeah. those sort of blokes. I'm not saying that they're going to drop to that level. I think that they've got too much talent to do so, yep. but they they definitely shouldn't be zero and two at this stage of the oh, year. Oh, no, not at all. Um, so it's a big watch. If they go 0-3 and, and they get smoked by Brisbane, um, I'm coming for them. Look out. I'm Jeez. coming for them next week because I said that they were going to drop off, got lipped off by a few people, and again, it's only early days, but – not liking what I'm seeing from the kennel at this stage. Well, we might flip to St Kilda because they've really surprised me. The start of the season, I was a bit worried um, with their growing injury list. I think it's I think it's been underrated what they've done. Yeah, I think so too. Um, yeah, I didn't I didn't give them a chance the first couple of weeks, um, especially who they played. Um, but they've done really really well to um, get two wins. Yeah, and they I think on the weekend their VFL team only had six listed AFL listed players play. Correct. That shows how bad their injury list is. And with no um, King down forward, and um, is Membry playing yet? No. Nah. No, yeah, exactly. So they've got 15 on there. Um, yeah, that's ridiculous. Realist. So they've done really well. Um, 
to get a good start because that's what they needed because, yeah, once once these players come back, they'll be uh, much better for it. But, yeah, they've they surprised me, to be honest. I'll give you a bit of a deep dive. So the way that they've um, gone about it is very smart. They've got no tall forwards. You've got no Membry, no Jack Hayes, no Max yeah, King. Um, and there was a few others that are out um, that I forgot to mention. But the thing is they've brought the numbers up to the footy, typical Ross the boss, <laughs> and they've cleared out their whole forward 50. They've won the footy with a heap of numbers around it, yep. and then they've turned back to goal and run. So you Pretty look at smart. it, your blokes like Jack Higgins, um, Jay Gresham, Gresham. Uh, who else is there? Mitch Owens as well that have played in that team. They're playing, they're playing to the strengths that they've got. They've got a heap of quick runners and they're attacking the ball at the contest in defense and then splitting and running. Yeah. So it looks unbelievable um, whether or not it can hold up against better teams like Essendon. This, <laughs> just kidding. But uh, credit to them, though. They're 2-0 and zero and it's a massive. It's their 150th game this week against Essendon Saturday night. It'd be interesting with Jack Steele out now yes. with a broken collarbone. He's five to eight weeks out. If if they win this, it's a massive game. It actually for is. Sure, yeah. It's a massive game for both clubs and especially St Kilda. If they win this week and go three and zero with that list out, sky's the limit. Yeah, set them up for a good year. And Ross the boss is probably the best coach for them at the moment. Yeah, at the moment, got, yeah. It's just, yeah. Hopefully, it is long term as well. Yeah, for sure. All right, let's stroll into the Marination Station. What a game, too. Actually, we can't even go to the Marination Station because there's Freo North. Oh, Kanga, Kanga, I've called Kanga. it early. That's pretty much I was marinating by the time I was watching this because I'd watch footy all day. But um, I heard it on List Cloggers today. I don't usually plug other podcasts, but they said they're going to send across some mirrors across there because oh, yeah. they need a good hard look at themselves. They do, really. I've been disappointing um, talking about Bulldogs and follow on to, with Fremantle. Very disappointing. But credit to North Melbourne. Um, with what's happened last year, new coach coming this year, obviously Clarkson um, pretty hyped. To get two wins to start the season has been unreal for them. It They literally look like they have that belief now that they can win yeah. 30 games. It's not just like, oh, let's try and keep with them. They look, they're they like, we're going to win this game. Yeah. And so. to beat Frio over there as well is um, a big ask too. Um, doesn't matter yeah, where they are on the ladder. It's always hard to go across to Western Australia and and beat a team. But, yeah, they've, they've done well. Um, who knows what happened with that um, umpire call, but they got the chockies. So. Um, Griffin Logue is a gun. Gun. I'm going to call him a gun. Against He's his old mob. Tabernard did nothing on him. I yep. think he was he was either subbed out or he was injured towards the end. But Griffin Logue, they let him go for a bag of pretzels at the end <laughs> of the year. And I generally think he has the caliber. I don't think he is, but he has the caliber to be an All-Australian defender. Sure, there that's, you go. That's my big call. But, yeah, I, like you said, Sheezer was good. Simkin was good. LDU. Um, LDU has been dominating yeah. it as well. Nick Larkey leading the Coleman at this stage of the year. Suva, look at It's very interesting. And my man, Andy Brayshaw, actually had a really good game for Freo and nearly dragged him across the line. But we'll get into the Marination Station game now. And it was an early one too. Sydney versus Hawthorne, and it was a deserving Marination Station game. Yep. 81-point victors. They had a new looking forward line, as you would have seen, with Amadi and Logan McDonald kicking five and four, respectively. I think Sydney obviously got the job done. There's not Golden Plate had a few touches, mm-hmm. but there's not really too much to dissect from a Sydney point of view. It's like get in, get your job done, we're yep. finished. Yep. But from Hawthorne's perspective, and they may feature in the votes later, what's going on there? I think I want to I want to hear your opinions. I don't know. I don't know what's going on there. Um, I know they're trying to bleed the youngsters out and stuff, but you've got to give more of a fight 
Um, Did they cull too hard in terms of getting out plays or are those plays, I mean this respectively, are they sort of dead wood in terms of becoming a premiership side? I reckon they probably should have kept them. If they're going to bleed those young players, they probably should have kept players who have been there for a while who um, know the history of the club. Not not that that matters, but like you've got to know the club, you've got to know what you're playing for, Um, go out there and wear the club, um, your heart on your sleeve with the club. But, yeah, I don't know, they – they just didn't show anything really, and once they come up against all these top teams, and they're, if they're losing by ten plus goals, it's going to be a very, very long season for them. Like I said, they, they were one of the worst lists I've seen coming into round one, but there's no depth at all either. Your star plays what you got: Carl Amon, then Newcomb, maybe Newcomb, probably your best one. Wingard's in and out through injury. Sicily's obviously a very, yeah. very solid player. Mitch Lewis is good on his day, but yeah, it could be a long season for Hawks ends, which they which they knew already. Yeah. But um yeah, there's not too much to dissect from there. No, not at all. Um into the game of the round. It was a really good game. It was. Um I thought uh, Gold Coast held their held it really good obviously for three quarters, but I think the thing that lets the Gold Coast down is their top echelon players work harder than most players in the competition. Matt Rao was awesome. I thought he was back to his best in terms yep. of the, his work rate, um, chase down tackles. Um, he looked, yeah, he looked good. He looked good, and he looked he looked quicker and he looked fitter. Yep. Took Miller had a lot of it, but he wasn't very effective. I think Setterfield held him really well. Um, but yeah, I think that they're again their bottom six to bottom ten players just haven't been up to scratch for what the way that they were, and I think that in the end was the deciding factor more than Essendon being better. Yeah, your, your best players are your bottom six players, not so much your top six players. Yeah, in yeah. terms of how the team goes. Exactly absolutely. right, yeah. They're firing and, yeah, the rest of the team should be firing. But Langford. Yeah, he was he was really good the week before. Uh, he obviously played on the back flank. I think he had about 22 touches. And his decision-making, he's, he's, not, though, he's not a very quick player, but his decision-making um, in the contest is um, next to none. And I thought... I thought, yeah, obviously he's playing on the back flank, weighed him in out late, went up forward. And I said to the boys, last year in round one, he had a quad injury and so he was out for 14 or 15 weeks of the year. Mm-hmm. I said he's actually a massive loss because um, he takes a good player and he's hard to play against. Yep. He's not he's not an out-and-out absolute star, but he's a type of player that he's a hard matchup on and he can play really well. And I think Essendon isolated it really well by playing him deep. Harry Jones went up forward heaps. Um, pushed up the ground and obviously got, got the, the yeah, chockies at the end there. Five, yeah, yeah, got five the fruits two. of the labour and kicked five and could have had a couple more. But um, I think Essendon's system looks a lot better. Will Setterfield, Will Setterfield oh, yeah. I, I was like, I don't think he's going to get a game. And that's just um, the fact of the matter. And I was probably, obviously you have no idea. You don't follow him as much as <laughs> not in your side. But he got Took Miller holding the ball about four or five times, 25 touches, kicked a goal. Did everything right, so it's amazing what a new club does to players. Yeah, and yeah. he has that dynamic where he's different from Parish, he's different from Merritt. Yep. He's that sort of in and out player that we've sort of been looking for. So um, our structure did look a lot better, but hold the horses. We played eighteenth and seventeenth so far, and uh, we'll see how it goes from there. But oh, it's a good start compared to what everyone's been tipping us for. Oh, exactly right. Yeah, two wins to start the season. You're undefeated, so you can you can smile about it. And you can. Yeah. Enjoy it. And like I said, this week is a, actually a massive game. Yeah, right? for sure. Um, 
depending on how the result goes, I think it would be like, okay, this t- say, say hypothetically we go out and smack St Kilda. I know they've got injuries. Mm-hmm. But if we go out and smack them, everyone goes, okay, Essendon has that sort of system now. Yeah. They look good. Real deal. Whereas if we lose to St Kilda this week, teams will go, fuck, St Kilda's been brave. They look okay. But <laughs> Essendon's just a flash in the pan. Yeah. So that's just my, that's my opinion on it. But um, that's the way that it was. But last game of the round, West Coast versus GWS. Thoughts on this? Um, actually, tip West Coast um, last week on the pod. I don't know why. You did, actually. Um, I just felt, yeah, I don't know why I tipped them. I just felt they were going to win back at home. Um, they do have, like you said, they do have a solid spine, really. Um, they've got some good players there. And, like, GWS, obviously a bit flat from last week. You said it was 48 degrees or wherever they were playing, so <laughs> they were a bit cooked. But, yeah, um, I had it on in the background. I was cooking dinner because it was at 6.20 at night. It was a bit late, but um, yeah, Tim Kelly, thirty-two and one. He's he looked much better than he has the last couple of years. Um, your boy Coniglio had twenty-eight, so and Tom Green twenty-seven for GWS. But yeah, wasn't too much to take out of this. Um, Waterman had his best game for West Coast. Can he kick four? Toby Green kicked four as well. Yep. Toby Green's nearly the most valuable player in the AFL for me. Most valuable, you reckon? in terms of what he provides to their side. If he doesn't play, yep. he can be the difference between going, fuck, that was a good win, yeah. and sitting there going, oh. like if he goes and kicks 2-5, you go, geez, like yeah. he could, he he was the difference. So. He's a bit of an X factor. But even Jesse Hogan, three goals, four. Yep. Um, he's looking good, probably helps he's not cooked wearing a Santa suit. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, it was a pretty all, um, all-round effort by West Coast, and they'll be happy to get yeah a win. Let's fire into next week. Round three, get your notepad out again. Pull over. You're sick of putting the blinker on. <laughs> but let's get into it. Hicksie, Western Bulldogs versus Brisbane. I said this is a danger game for the Bulldogs in terms of Bevo on the line. Potentially, that's what the experts are saying. Jeez. But how do you see it? Well, it's quite hard to – if you take from the first two games, you don't know what Brisbane is going to come out. Um, obviously lost to Port round one and then – beat Melbourne last week. But um, I think I'll take the Bulldogs. Uh, I was going to take the Bulldogs then for a second. Wow. Yeah, no, I was. I reckon I'm going to take the Bulldogs. I reckon they'll get an absolute flogging during the week about how shit they've been. Um, Brisbane coming over to Marvel. Yeah, I'm going to take the Doggies for some unknown reason. Yeah, what do you reckon? The newly born Josh Dunkley Cup. <laughs> I think I think Brisbane get the job done and serviceably. I think they win by six or seven goals, to be honest. There you go. All right. But uh, into the Friday night clash. Can't think of any Collingwood-Richmond uh, people moving across. Can you off the top yet? Uh, not at the top of my head, sorry, but if we keep going, I might be able to. Get back into it. But obviously we, um, we spoke about it just earlier. Might have been off air. Dustin Martin, Hopper out. Yeah, Collingwood-Richmond, huge. huge game. And Nathan Broad as well, four weeks. Yep. For his sling tackle. Um, oh, I don't know if that's stiff or not. Um, four weeks for a sling tackle, but obviously they're trying to nut the uh, head injuries and with the bumps and the sling tackles out. But, yeah, he'll be missing for No, I'm, I'm all about it. You're all about it? All about it. Absolutely. Nathan Broad knew he did the wrong thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, all this sort of stuff. But like like the experts are saying that we are, you don't know the damage. Like, And he looks rocked. Yeah. I can't remember his name off the top of my head. I apologise Starts with P. Um, my apologies. I'll probably cut this out, but yeah, no, it's not. A, it's not a good look. No, it's of not. the AFL. Even though it might be harsh on Broad now, 
it, it's going to look better in the long term. But it shouldn't even be a need to like sling when you tackle anyway. Yeah. So see the bump. It's always been a little bit of a question over, especially round one. There was a bit of a talk about. It's like, yeah. should you bump? Should you tackle? The sling probably five or six years now. Everyone knows that you need to protect the other player as a health and safety yeah. thing there's, while tackling. Yeah. There's there's no reason you can't just grab them, tackle them, holding up, uh, standing up, or just yeah, fall to the ground together. You'd you know don't have to get that slinging action. You'd know what it's like as a player when someone tackles you and your feet are off the ground. You're at their mercy. They have the decision to either dump you on your head or yeah. whatever it is. I don't get tackled his, much, but yeah. Well, his was in the motion. I do understand yeah. a little bit of it, but it's the driving force. Like once you've sort of got to that point, you could either release the tackle or, yeah. um, you know, soften the blow at some point. And he chose violence. So, mm. all right, we're getting technical here, but yeah, we are. <laughs> I agree. We were we're having a laugh early, but let's get into it. Collingwood, Richmond. Who you um, got? Brian Taylor Cup. Brian, there it <laughs> yeah, is. There it is. There it is. Yes. Huge. We got one. So um, I'm going to this actually. I'll be down there watching Collingwood hopefully win. I'm not. I wouldn't say confident, but going in. Piss um, off! You're confident. I'm a little. I'm, I'm confident with how we've been playing. To be honest, that's probably. I'm not confident we'll win, but if we keep doing what we've been doing, the result should look after itself. I agree. Couldn't yep. agree more. I think Collingwood by three goals. Three goals. And there was actually a fun fact from last week's game. Samson Ryan. Mm-hmm. He um. First kick, first goal in his second game. Didn't get a kick in his first game. And then, yeah, his second game. Got that's a good fact. Yeah, so I like that. throw one in there. All right. This is a marination. <laughs> Fucking sticks. He's looking at his face. The AFL app took about six minutes to load down. That's why I couldn't find it. It's in Tassie too. So it's in Tassie too. And surely this is not getting aired on TV. Hawthorne versus North Melbourne. Well, actually, we say that previously. North has looked good. It actually might be a really good game. For North Melbourne, I yeah. agree. Um, I think North Melbourne win this by 10 points. 10 points. Uh, any North Melbourne Hawthorne players? Uh, jo- Jonathan Hay. Oh, yes. That's, yeah, yes, not, one, bad. not yeah. bad. Liam uh, Shields currently. Geez. There we go. Bang. Keep them rolling. Keep them rolling. Now I'll go North as well. Uh, yeah, five goals. Hawks have got to put something up this week, though. Very good. The Adam Kennedy Cup for G- Giants versus Carlton. Or it could be the uh, Dill Buckley, Will Setterfield, Dill Buckley, the Dill Buckley Cup. If you're listening, uh, huge game, Giants. I think they're going to bounce back. Yeah. I think they might get the chockies. Don't hate it. Carlton looks really good, and it's nothing against Carlton. I just think the Giants, maybe on their home deck, might show a bit. And Carlton have shown a um, previous tendency to losers. So if Carlton are the side, I think they are and going to win the flag. Like I tipped, they should win this and. Find a way to win, but I think the Giants are in for a good chance. Is um um I don't mind it, yeah. But I'm going to go Carlton. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Last week was the same. I should look back on those and see how it, it went. But anyway, 150th anniversary for St Kilda, so congrats to them. They'll be in Tassie in two years. But St Kilda versus Essendon. Is your not favourite either? Two two dollars fourteen for Essendon. I thought it'd be pretty even money. Yeah, I thought so too. Yeah, but it might be the value there. Um, yeah, well, obviously you said 150th, St Kilda. They'll have something to play for, but I don't know how long they can keep it up and I reckon Essendon will come out and beat them. A couple of goals, though. Like, if we get yeah, under 15 points, it'd be a nice close game. Yeah, I do. I honestly think Essendon will win it, um, but I think it would be a good game. So we'll move on from that. Uh, showdown. Port Adelaide versus Adelaide. Big game. Huge. Big game. Um 
I'm going to tip Port Adelaide to respond. I think Adelaide have had a few big weeks. They had players cramping towards the end, and obviously Port have got to respond. If Port lose this and they lose it substantially, it's hello, darkness, my old friend, I think. For Ken. Yeah. No, yeah, for Ken, but also it's like, you know, we talked about how Port Adelaide could have finished first or they could have finished fucking 15th. Yep. It's like it could be a bad season if they don't play well. And, again, I know it's only round three, but we're here to make predictions, aren't we? Exactly right. That's why we're on here. Um, I'm going to take Port as well. Um, I think they were in the prison bar as well. Yes, I believe so. Yeah, Yeah. so I reckon they'll do it. And I'm going to go out on a limb. I'll say they'll win by 40 points. Wow. Yeah. I like it. So um, I'd love to go watch a showdown as well. Just throw that in there. Yep. Yeah. Anyone's got any tickets or flights and yeah. accommodation Trango, and piss, uh, we'll be there. So, Marination Station time. It's probably deservingly for Geelong as well. Yeah, I agree. Game. I agree, actually. <laughs> <laughs> but, but it is. Suns versus the Cats up at um, the new name stadium. Heritage Bank. Heritage Bank Stadium. Cats are favourites. Um, how do you say it? I'm going to say I'd love. Probably through the tally, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'd love to see Gold Coast win, but I reckon Geelong need a win, so they'll yeah they'll get it. 30 points. This is it. This is me call of the week. Suns by six goals. Interesting. I Why think have you come to that conclusion? They played a really good brand of footy last week yep. and just didn't execute well. Mountain Dew will be getting a rocket up him, and I think that they bounce back. I think, I think Ben King. He's had a couple of weeks to get back into it now. Yep. Kick a couple. Cameron a bit iffy. Geelong could be zero and three if my prediction is correct, and the Suns going to win by that much. And I can just envisage Stewie Dew in the box eating a <laughs> box of Allen's lollies, going, "Get up, boys!" And he's Chino. No, I, I can just feel it. So yes, you're almost talking into it. Yeah, I'm I'm just got, I might tip him actually. I'll tip him. This I've week, got a, but, I've got a, I've got yeah. a good feeling. I don't know what it is, but Suns by six goals this week. If not, Suns just the win. Sun, that's that's me, Ruffy. Yeah, but Suns just the win is a good bet. It's juicy. They're paying over three dollars as well. Yes, they are. Correct. Big game for a Sunday afternoon. This next oh, yeah, one. I don't know what it should have been Saturday night. But D's no, versus night. Swans. It's at it's at the MCG. Obviously, they had that semi final last year. Semi-final? Yeah, it was a semi-final where Melbourne went out in straight sets. Um, Sydney haven't really played anyone yet. They played the Bulldogs round one, I get that, but they've been a bit shit. Melbourne, uh, up and down. Um, Stephen May to come back in, though. Yeah, you'd think so. Or is then, it confirmed? Not confirmed, but potential because it was a late late withdrawal last week. But they also, and, the, and round one. And also the thing is, Buddy, does he come back into Sydney after their forward line worked so well last week? No. Nah. Don't think so. Rest him again for another week. Get his confidence back up. Um, I think Sydney win this. I think Sydney win this by, I don't know, under two goals. Under two goals. That sort of uh, parameters. What about you? Uh, I'll say Melbourne by under two goals just because it's the MCG. Um, But, yeah, it will be really interesting to see those two ins because they'll play on each other, obviously. Um, and they had a bit, a bit of a biff last time, I reckon it was. Yeah. Yeah. So um, Stephen yeah. May is a scary dude. Um, yeah. yeah, I'm going to go, yeah, the D's. The Derby or the Derby, depending on which side of the Nullar boy you are commentating on this. Massive game as well, I think. More important for Freo, I reckon. Yep, agreed. 
If Frio lose this, close shop. Close yeah, shop. Interesting. Um, who you got? Going to go to the Weagles. Really? Yep. Yep. I'm off Frio actually after the first two weeks. I had um not. I didn't have high hopes for him, but I don't know. I don't know why I like Frio. I've always liked him. I don't know. It's the purple. Is it something different in the top? I just Peter Bell. You know all that. Yeah, the stuff. ugly stepchild. Yeah, wizard farmer. But, um, yeah, I'm gonna go Weagles. Actually, yeah. Yeah, right. I'm gonna I'm gonna go Freo to bounce back, but just, but just. I think West Coast um, found a bit of form last week, but they kicked a heap of heap of goals in a flurry against um, a depleted Giants team last week or a, a drained Giants team last week. So I think Freo have to bounce back after last week. JR will be given a few sprays, I reckon. How do you so, reckon the um, trade for Luke Jackson has gone so far? There's been a lot of talk. Well, his nickname's Dogger, and I reckon it's not far off it. Been doggy. Uh, I, I'm just. For a player that's only 20 years of age, don't get me wrong, had some really great games, but um, reminiscent of my career when he was around a right people, could get a kick, but now he's got to go fetch his own footy. Yeah, <laughs> he doesn't look like he's done much with it. But, oh, look, obviously I think that in the long run he's going to be a great pickup, but so far obviously hasn't worked out. Yeah. Um, like, again, two weeks in, so be interesting to see how he goes. I don't know. Is Nick not out for ages yeah, or what? He's, he's still injured, I think. But yeah, what's he two weeks into seven year deal? Well, he's got to have a big week this week. He's got to have yeah. a massive week because the money that he's on, reportedly close to a million, Jeez. if not, le- it'd be less. But you got to have a big week. Yeah, you've got to, yeah, show something. Show there, something yeah. for that money. Um, but who knows? Who All knows what's going to happen? But yeah, that's your um, round three preview. All right, so just remember the Gold Coast Suns will beat Geelong. We'll lock it in. And also um, those tips I gave out, win private eye, wins. Hello. We didn't get to check our race. We've completely oh, forgotten about Good segue. Great segue here. here. We go. We're up All right, out. the old refresher. Come on. It was paying $15, $14, I should say. I haven't looked into the app yet, so let's see how it went. Come on. Didn't place. So, oh, great. <laughs> yeah, no, but uh, we'll build into the weekend. We'll build the piggy bank up come um, Thursday night when Brisbane beat the Western Bulldogs. But um, we'll get into our votes now. Corey uh, could not make the show tonight, so we couldn't do a quiz. I know people are uh, harping for it to come back. So next week I'm hoping to get a few boys on and we'll get into it. But let's do our votes going into – all right, let's do our votes now. Let's get into them. So the faithful's votes. You want to start with the MVP or the fraud? MVP. MVP. Right, one vote they've given to the Pelicans. We, we spoke about them earlier. Touched on them. Touched on them. Won five of their last six. Um, looking quite good going into the play-ins for the West. Um, two votes for St Kilda, which um, we yep, also touched on earlier. Deservingly so. And three votes for the undefeated Broncos at the moment. Um nice. And I like those votes. Um, I'll give the fraud awards for the uh, faithful as well. One vote for Ben Simmons. <laughs> One vote for Ben Simmons. I had BS written there, so I was like, what's oh, his shit. vote for? Um, obviously, he's been sidelined for the rest of the year. It's been the story of his career for probably the last two years now. And I think NBA and Australian fans are wearing thin of it. Two votes for Caroline Wilson. Jeez, should have been higher. 
we'll uh, we'll leave that because it might feature in a little bit, and I'll let you go uh, onto that. And three votes for the Hawks, which is probably de- deservingly so. They're sitting on the bottom of the ladder. So, Hixie, do you want to give our votes? I will. I'll start with the uh, panel's MVP. Let me just find it here. Oh, here it is. Uh, so one vote we've given the AFL fans for, um, I think, the attendance for the football. The first two rounds was the uh, highest attendance for the first two rounds ever, over 766,000 people, which has been unreal. Well done, guys. Just hard to get out of there. Uh, two votes have gone for Josh Giddy. Yes. At 31, 10, and 9 today. Um, so, yeah, he's on fire. It's his highest points, I reckon it would be. Yeah. He'd be right up there. Do, yeah. No. And three votes we have given the pies um, from what they're doing. Deservingly so. Yeah. I didn't write that either. So, And now I'll go for the fraud awards. Uh, one vote we have given to the Hawks. Yes, we have. Yep. And two votes we've gone for Caroline Wilson. Bit of backstory behind that. She's just during the week she's um, talking about – uh, Alistair Clarkson, the coach of North Melbourne, carrying on a bit. And I don't know, on the sidelines, in the game, getting into it, but what's wrong with that? That's exactly what you're wanting to coach. And the thing is, if they had lost those two games, she probably would have been going off about him too, just not caring enough, not, not showing enough emotion. So you just can't win. I know I know it's like clickbait and they, they want to say stuff that gets everyone talking, but give the man credit. He's got two wins for a team that won two games last year. Yeah, they've won five in their last two seasons, I think it was. So right. I think it's rubbish. Like from an Essendon supporter point of view, we had Ben Rutten who didn't really give much away. It was just like no emotion, what's going on. We're like, we want you to be angry or we want yeah. you to be excited when we have a win. It's like you're passionate about it. Yeah. We had John Worswell before that, same thing. John Worswell did a great thing in getting us back from the saga, but then it was just like flat lines, like, Where's the up and about yeah. or like, no, nah, we've been shit today. It's like it's good to see on the sidelines. He's doing the holding the ball signal. Oh, That's I good. love it. Yeah. Um, Cara, you deserve three, I think, but you've got four this week um, and you might feature if you keep it up. Yeah, I think it shows you care as well. He's um, getting into it and I think the players would love to see it as well. If you see your coach jumping up and down on the sidelines, you're like, oh, shit, we're getting yeah. up and about. Like, this is, we're fucking in this. So, yep. um, yeah, Caroline, fuck off. And three votes for the frauds. We have given Port Adelaide. They're showing after what they did in round one. Um, to follow up, round two was just, yeah, pretty terrible to be honest. Uh, agreed, mate. Anything else you want to give the faithful before we sign off? Uh, no, nothing that I've got. Um, just follow those tips and you'll have a pretty good weekend, I reckon. Exactly right. Gold Coast Suns beat Geelong. Just thought I'd rub it in one last time. and I'll write that one down so we can check it next week. This is me certainty for the week. Certainty. I'm very I'm very up and about on this one. Josh so. Caddy Cup. The Josh Gaddy Cup, not the Gary Ablett Jr. probably. But, yes, um, no, very good, guys. Thanks for tuning in again. I will uh, upload the right episode this week. Let me know if I don't. But uh, we'll see you again next week. Go Dons. I might be here again, yeah. Might have something different. Who knows? Beautiful. Go the Plains. Go Pies.